0: This is the EWN Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to Prime Spark, the podcast that brings you conversations that inspire, celebrate and empower women over 55. The second women's revolution is here and it is time for us to fuel a spark that will ignite your way forward, illuminate your path and reflect your gifts in the world. Now, here is your host for Prime Spark, Sarah Hart.
2: Hi, this is Sarah Hart, and welcome to Prime Spark. I'm so happy you're here with us. Prime Spark is designed for women over 55 or close, with a goal to help us all live our happiest, most fulfilling, and productive lives now and in the future. The mission of Prime Spark is to change the way our society sees and treats older women. That's a big mission. And so what that means is we all need to be involved and we need to get going now. And today I have the great pleasure of talking with Lisa Felder, a woman whom and whose work I greatly admire. I want to tell you about Lisa because she's had quite a life. So this is sort of long, but I want you to hear it. Do not underestimate the extraordinary achievements of Lisa Felder. These magnify when you learn of the obstacles she has faced in order to survive and thrive as a champion runner and well-loved coach. She grew up in a small town in North Carolina with six siblings. Following high school and college, she moved to Brooklyn, New York, and worked for Lord and Taylor as a bookkeeper. Soon thereafter, she married a professor, and together they had a son, Eric. Unfortunately, the marriage was only to last four years, and Lisa was then to take on the challenge of being a single mother. A friend suggested that Lisa move out to California, despite having no resources and few connections, Lisa left her friends in New York, starting a new life in San Francisco. She found a job, quickly made new friends, and continued to focus on providing a good life for her son, Eric. He enjoyed playing soccer, and one day his coach encouraged Lisa to run around the fields. At the time, she weighed 238 pounds and was out of shape, but she decided to give running a try. Soon, the soccer coach was teaching her how to run up a hill. She took to running, and a year later, she was running in the Beta Breakers in San Francisco. Lisa definitely caught the running bone. Her first race inspired her to join the Impala Running Group an all-woman racing team. Despite her claim that I never wanted to be competitive, Lisa began running five and 10K races in 1980 and has now completed hundreds of races at these distances with spectacular results. A year later, she found an interest in marathons, running her first in 1984 with a time of three minutes and 23 seconds. From 1982 to 2010, she completed over 300 marathons as well as over 100 unofficial marathons with team and training and hundreds of half marathons as well. Lisa decided to take her running to the next level and in 1992 began ultra running. From 1993 to 2011, Lisa completed 111 ultras, including 50 Ks and 50 and 100 mile foot races. 100 miles. For over two decades, Lisa has been known as Mama Lisa to her mentees and friends in the running world. Through the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's team in training, coach Mama Lisa has prepared runners for marathons, all around the world. As a coach for Black Girls Do Run, she inspires Black women to lace up their running shoes and hit the pavement. She currently has her own program slash business called Ultra Fitness Beyond Imagination, where she trains ultra runners around the world, both in person and virtually. After completing the last of 13 rock and roll marathons in 2010, Lisa was diagnosed with an aggressive form of stage four breast cancer. The prognosis was not good. However, after a long and difficult process with surgery, chemo, and radiation, she won the battle and has been in remission since 2012. Even while undergoing treatment, Lisa continued coaching and launched Team and Training's Ultra Team in 2010 with great success. She fought cancer, believing in strength through legs. Continued coaching as a way of maintaining connection to the running community and maintaining her passion to help others. In 2015, Lisa was inducted into the Marathon Black National Hall of Fame. What a woman. Welcome, Lisa. I'm so glad you're here. Yes, Sarah. It's nice to be here. So Lisa, the question I always ask first, just to get us started, is do you experience getting older? And if you do, what is that experience? And if you don't, why do you think it is that you don't? Well,
3: that question can be answered both ways, yes, and no, uh, yes, uh, because of my uh, appearance, my appetite has changed. The way I dress, my clothes doesn't fit the same any longer. Um, I have longer patience. I can wait forever now, and I don't like going out to parties. I remember the time I would go out to uh, after. The gym, I would go out and I would uh, uh, just buy two um, sprites and put one on one end of the table and the other on the the side where I was sitting and didn't want anybody else coming to the table uh, thinking that I was waiting for a guest, but I just wanted to dance and I wanted to dance alone. I didn't want... So I would dance for an hour, maybe 90 minutes, and then I would go home. That was every Friday. So I, I gave that up. Um, and then um, I feel that I am still young because I love to hike. I love to bike. I love to run with my runners. And I just feel that there's part of me still alive. So yes and no, to do, do I feel that I'm getting older?
2: You know, that's really interesting, Lisa, because um, I've asked a lot of women that question over the last several years. And I bet 99% of them have said that. Mm, that women over 55 and more, they will say well, yes, I do. Um, you know, in terms of my, my body, I, get, I, have, I can't do what I used to do in the way I used to do it. I'm, I have some aches I didn't have before. But in terms of me, who I am, I don't feel older. You right. Know, I, I feel the same. In fact, in a lot of ways, I feel better. I feel freer. I feel more to be who I want to be.
3: I agree. Do you? I, I feel. I do. I feel that way. Uh, yeah, I mean I always say, I wanna be me, I wanna be free. And so yes. that's the way I feel. Yes. And
2: and that's um, I think it's fascinating because I think that we, we all agree with that. And 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 until I started asking women that I didn't I didn't know that. So you have an absolutely amazing life. Do you know that? It's it's really it's amazing. How I understand how you might've gotten interested in running. How did you get interested in ultra running?
3: One day I, I, well, I met my significant other, and he said that he wanted to go see his friend uh, run a hundred miles in um, Auburn. And I go, a hundred miles? Do people really run 100? And he said, they do. And he said, there are hundreds of them that run 100 miles. And I said, they've got to be out of their mind. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. And he said, well, would you like to go with me? And I said, no, I'm sorry. I can't go because, I mean, it's going to take four days, right? And he said, oh, no, he's going to finish in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I said, how do you know that? He said, because he told me so. And I go, that's crazy. Okay, so if we leave on Friday night, you're telling me that I can come back on Sunday and I will be able to go to uh, work on Monday? And he said, yes. I said, okay, I will go with you. And when I got there, I was shocked. I was just amazed at how these people were running after 60 miles. And they were looking good and strong and just healthy. And their bodies were so great. And then I got so excited. And he said, we're gonna run down in the canyon. That was like midnight. He said, we're going to run down in the canyons. And I said, we are? And he said, yeah. He said, you're gonna love it because now we will get a chance to see him cross the river. And I I said, okay, well, let's do it. And then when it was time, when I I saw all these people, uh, some were getting in the boat, some were just holding onto a rope to go, go across the Rocky Chucky River. It was just something that seemed unreal. I just couldn't believe it. And at the, at mile 98, we, well, actually, we parked at the finish line, and he said, let's run uh, to the Nohan Bridge of Western States and bring these people up to the finish line, and I said, okay, okay, let's do that. Well, by that time, these people were dragging. They were all dusty and dirty and bloody, and I, and they were still moving, and I go, this is this is crazy, but I think I love it. And he said, are you kidding me? I said, yeah, I think I want to train for something like this. I love this. And he said, I don't believe you. (laughs) And I said, no, it's true. I want to do something like that. And he said, okay, well, I'll introduce you to Earl Jones and then he can talk you through it. So that's what I did. i start running two hours, on the weekends the two hours turned to four hours, four hours came uh, came seven hours, eight hours, just on one day. And then the following day, half of that, which would be if it was 10 hours, five hours on Sunday. And this went on and on. And I felt stronger and stronger. And i learned how to eat and drink fluids and electrolytes. It was just, oh. It was a dream come true. And then my friend told me, please do not try and run Western States as your first hundred. I suggest that you pick a race like Vermont or Arkansas Traveler or Umstead or someplace like that. And I said, why not Western States? He said, because its altitude is one of the toughest hundred miles you could ever Endure, So I suggest that you do something less stressful. And my first one was Vermont, where I placed third in my division. So that was amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> yes, it was so much fun. So much fun. And the thing about it is that I've always had a gluten problem. And it was very difficult for me to keep anything on my stomach. But um, with my pacer, um, he told me, come on, let's get some soup. Let's do this to settle your stomach so you can keep the food down. So that's how I was able to manage going through 100 miles. I felt that the 100 was better than the 50 Because you don't see anything at night. You just run, you know, with a flashlight.
2: <laughs> oh, that's I find that absolutely incredible, Lisa. Do you have any idea? I mean, you just said you saw those runners yeah. come in at the 98-mile mark and coming into the finish, dirty and hot and bloody and sweaty, and you thought, wow, I want to do that, too. <laughs> uh, what do you have any sense of what it is that triggered
3: that feeling for you i mean it was- I, I wanted it was almost like I wanted to feel their pain I wanted to know what it was like I didn't want to be dirty and sweaty and bloody, but i did I wanted to know what is that pain they they and, uh, Felt inside of them and how was they able to surpass that and go even farther than anyone could imagine so I I just decided to do that <laughs> so that so that kind of,
2: that kind of determination and um, drive must also have been what helped you get through
3: your the bout with cancer. Absolutely. Not only did having that type of endurance got me through, but I think more than anything else was the people I was training. They oh. kept, yeah, they kept me going. They were shocked yeah. when they found out that I had cancer because when I was uh, running one day uh, in Woodside, California, um, I was bleeding because I still had the tubes inside. And one lady said, Mama Lisa, you're bleeding. And a, a friend of mine knew that I had cancer because I asked him to leave the team and He said, well, she's bleeding because she has cancer. She has breast cancer. And I thought I would just, I didn't know what to do or say. I was was so hurt that he did that. And so when we got to the finish line, uh, one of the runners said, Mama Lisa, I think you should tell everybody what's going on. And I did. And they embraced me. And because of that, it made me stronger. And I I believed in myself again. I didn't lose it. I I just believed that I could do not only ultras, but I could do something better than ultra, like biking a century bike ride or doing duopalons and even more. So um, it was the people, my runners, who saved me.
2: That's a, a wonderful story. It it is it is the power of community um, yes. that gets us through so much. I I believe that. So you do wonderful coaching. Uh, what 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 are some of the favorite uh, coaches? I mean, not individuals, but what what do you most like about coaching?
3: To see a running runner comes in knowing absolutely nothing about running and become doesn't know what effort means or pacing or anything like that means and then they become one of the greatest runner um ever. I have one person that I just cannot get over in no way form of fashion. Can I ever get over this young man? Um, He wanted, I I remember I was at a, it was a 10K trail race and there was a a 50 miler and this young man was running the 50 miles, but he was struggling. He didn't even get the cutoff time and he said, oh, it's no big deal. I didn't get the cutoff time. And I said, yes, it is a big deal." It is a big deal. I mean, if you run that bar and you don't finish and don't finish on time, to me, it is a big deal. And I would love for it to be a big deal with you. And I said, you have to learn to complete what you start. And so he began to take training under me. And he became, he just finished a 200 mile um, race in Tahoe. And he he continues to, uh, he always said, that's my coach. That's who taught me never to give up, always never make excuses, never say, I can't. There's no such thing when it comes to running that you can't, you can't. You can do anything you want to, you know? Um, So he took that to another level. (laughs) And I have one young lady right now, and she's training for 500 miles. What? Yes. And (laughs) I've never trained anyone to run 100 miles. So there is a lot of studies uh, that go into this to make this successful for her because I, I trained her to do 200 miles, born to run, and she finished that. Uh, an hour and forty-five minutes before the cutoff time, which is Amazing. fantastic. Yes, and now she wants to do the five hundred miles in Vermont, and I told her yes, I would train her for that. But to be honest with you, I am the the way I am training her is by watching how much I have a program called Training Peaks, so I get to see how much can I give this person a day? Can I give her 20 miles? And can she run that? So that's how I'm testing her to see how much she can take on every single day to make her become that successful person in the 50 miler, I mean, in the 500 miles. And,
2: so, and, and the 500 miler, do people want run that all at one time? I mean, they start running and they're... They, they're not done until they're done, or do they have do they sleep any
3: time in between or that's those are all good questions they do uh they do uh sleep they can run as much as they can in one day they have five days i believe it is five days to complete the five hundred race so that you were talking about a hundred miles a day and um I know she can do it. Um, she is such a determined young lady, and she follows all the ins- all the um, layout that I have for her. So it's, again, it goes back to not just running, but it goes to um, doing strength training, boot camping, biking, swimming, uh, all the things that keeps her from getting in- injured. And so all of this has to be spreaded out so that, you know, she doesn't run into any type of uh, aggravations or layoffs and things like that. Is
2: in that kind of training, I, I don't know anything about that, but I would think that nutrition would be an important component of that training also.
3: Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. You have to know. When to, eat, when to eat cold food, hot food, when to have your proteins, your carbs, your sugar. Yes, it plays a huge part in yeah. running. Without that, you know, you're just not going to move far, far yeah. at all. And your electrolytes are very important.
2: Yes, yes.
3: Magnesium and things like that.
2: So uh, you have done so many things, Lisa, but of all the things you've done, what are the five things you're proudest of?
3: Uh, The most proudest thing is that um, I was inducted into the Black Marathon Hall of Fame. Being a mom and a grandmother, just uh, was able to write the first program for the Ultra Fitness, uh, the, for the Leukemia and lymphoma Society for team and training, um, and to um, be asked to run in an invitational run in Atlanta, Georgia for the 1996 Olympics.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, that was truly amazing. Um, and um, just to help implement the first program for the San Francisco Fit team in uh, San Francisco. Um, I've got a phone call from a lady from Hawaii and said that she wanted to start a program in San Francisco Fit. And I think it is called 360 Today. So I was able to uh, that's where my coaching actually started from San Francisco Fit and um, were able to um, train 300 runners for the San Francisco Marathon. Wow. So that was that was such a blessing. So do you have any dreams yet that you haven't realized Gosh, there are so many dreams that I haven't, I have yet to realize. One of my dreams is that I would love, love to write a book um, on my coaching experience, my uh, modeling. And, and when I say model, I do, I really, I'm not speaking of model as beautiful or anything like that, because I never looked at myself as beautiful, but um, it has to do with fitness and wellness. And so um, I modeled for Celebrate the Gray, Ultra Beauty, and uh, for Athleta. And all of these stores are, my agent, uh, Stephanie O'Dell, uh, got me because of my background in fitness. Uh, and that, you know, 50 over women. And um, because of the um, Ulta Beauty uh, got my name through the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, they are connected with with the um, Breast Cancer Foundation. And so they asked me if I could uh, come to Hollywood and model, uh for (laughs) for the for the uh for their poster in inside of their stores so if you go to any ultra beauty store this month you will see my my picture post posted in the ultra beauty stores they will be placed everywhere in any store um and for appleletta i do things for them they have sent me to Rome uh, to London and um, different places so I could model jumping on blocks and doing things at my age is that most people wouldn't even dream of doing or daren't uh, dare to do um, so uh, those are such great things but uh, living my dream uh, yeah I I must also take action, um, you know, towards my goals. And I must do the work without a promise or reward or even a compensation. But I I really need to to follow those dreams that I have not yet met.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, you definitely need to write that book because it would be fascinating for lots of us to read it. Do you... um, train older women? Or is it mostly younger women?
3: Mostly younger women. Uh, I only have maybe about three women that are older, uh, but they're in their late 60s. And I have uh, one gentleman who is also in his 60s. Well, I can't say that. Yeah, about maybe, yeah, they're all in their 60s, I would say.
2: And what is your, I mean, if any listeners are are in their 60s and haven't run, could they start now or is it just oh, too late?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if anyone knows about Helen Klein, um, one of the legend of, Ultra running. Her husband was um, the Western States uh, director for 15 years. His wife started at the age of 56, and she broke the world record in a marathon in the uh, Sacramento Marathon at the age of 80, no. um, four hours and 31 minutes. You can look it up. Her name is Helen Klein. Uh, So you never too, and she was a smoker. She used to smoke. At 56, she stopped and began to train. She has done some significant, at the age of 77, she uh, did what you call the Echo Challenge. And if you know anything about Echo Challenge, it's uh, seven uh, sports in one. You have 12 days to finish it, I believe. Uh, 50 miles bike ride, uh, 50 miles uh, of running, 50 miles of rowing, uh, 50 miles of climbing uh, some mountain like Kilimanjaro. Um, And it it was 50 miles of every single thing. And she did it. You know, I I stayed with her a few times and her husband said, I think she was about 88. And she he said, he came to my room one night and he said, Lisa, he said, I want I want you to do something for me. I said, Yeah. They had a race called Rio de Lago. He said, Would you run Rio de Lago with Helen? And she Said Norm, I hear you in there talking to me. <laughs> Don't you do anything crazy, and you put crazy ideas in her head? <laughs> but he really wanted her to do something really, really significant. But the lady has done so many things, like swimming underneath the water at the age of ninety, I believe. Uh, in New York City, and they want to see how long she can hold her breath underneath the water. Um, Just, she's amazing. You have to read about her. So yes, anyone who is listening to this audio, please know that no matter what age you are, you can still run, bike, hike, whatever it takes. You want to stay healthy, useful, feel good about yourself <laughs> and just do something. Even if you just sit in, you can't walk as much as you used to just sit in your chair and lift weights and, and kick up your legs, whatever it takes, but do something. <laughs> so it's never
2: too late. That's that is- That is wonderful. So, Lisa, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you,
3: how could they do that? Uh, They can go to my website, which is www.ultrafitnessbeyondimagination.com. And um, I can answer any questions or any, if you'd like to join the team, that would be great. I'd love to have you.
2: Well, that's our time today, and this has been so much fun. Please join us again. You can find our Prime Spark podcast on every popular outlet. Find out more about Prime Spark at www.primesparkwomen.com. Thank you so much to my guest, Lisa Felder. And don't forget, you can find her at www.primesparkwomen.com. Ultra Fitness Beyond Imagination.com.
3: Thank you, Sarah. Oh,
2: thank you, Lisa.
3: And thank wonderful. you.
2: Yeah. Thank you all for being with us. Take care. Spread tolerance and love. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye. Thank you for joining us on Prime Spark. With each episode, Sarah Hart brings you conversations that inspire, celebrate, and empower women over 55. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes about remarkable, experienced women, go to EWNpodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. The second women's revolution is here, and we hope that you use the insights you've gained here to fuel the spark that will ignite your way forward, illuminate your path, and reflect your gifts in the world.
0: Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. EWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.